Hello and welcome to Unlimited Boundaries, Officer B with your host Lester Bailey. Today I'm going to talk about one of the most dangerous situations and some of the most dangerous things that happen inside of this situation. And those people who are not prepared for me to talk about domestic violence, you need to turn this off because domestic violence is one of the most dangerous situations that I can talk about. Domestic violence not only hurts the people who are directly involved, it also hurts the families of those who are directly involved. In the scenes of being a police officer, I have gone to many of scenes that involved domestic violence, and it's so harmful. When you think about domestic violence, it basically starts out with an argument between two people. It doesn't matter whether it's husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, however the relationship may be. The thing turns out as a one-time beginning part of an argument. And sometimes it looks like somebody was hit, slapped, pushed knocked down, verbally abused, physically abused, hair pulling, snatching off clothes, saying harmful things and meaning the harmful things that you're saying to someone, damaging someone's character, damaging their furniture, their property of sort, damaging cars. Domestic violence happens every day about four seconds every day, there's someone who has been a part of domestic violence. It's one of the few crimes that is rarely reported. As much as it is reported, it is not reported just the same. Because someone starts out with, you deserve that. It was your fault. I'm sorry, I didn't know what could happen. I love you. This will never happen again. Why did you make me do that? What was on your mind? I told you not to do that. You should have never done that. You didn't get my permission. You're ugly. You're nasty. You're dirty. You're filthy. You're stinky. You're an alcoholic. You're a drug addict. These are some of the things that people say just before an argument starts, just as domestic violence begins. Now, I know that those were only words, but words do last a lot longer than the actual physical hit. Words will last a lifetime. When you started fighting in high school, and some of you all that are listening to this still remember the fights and the arguments that you had in high school, and you've been out of high school for a while. Some of you remember the arguments and nasty things that were said to you by someone that you work with, be it if it's a coworker or an employee of some type of sort or a supervisor. Some of you all remember that your spouse came up to your job and decided that at that point in time, they wanted to take advantage of you because they were angry at you for whatever reason. Sex and money are not the only reasons that people have domestic violence. 
They may be the top, but they're not the only reasons. On some occasions, when you're looking at domestic violence and why people don't report it, because they believe that significant other, that other person, their relative, cousin, mother, father, sister, brother, doesn't matter. They believe them. And then it happens again. Baby, I couldn't control myself. Baby, I told you, you were supposed to be home at this time. Honey, why are you doing what I told you not to do? These things linger and they're said over and over again. Some people get out of these abusive situations by going to the courts and getting a court order to help them get away from their significant other. But sometimes you run into those people who don't pay attention to what the court says. They don't mind going to jail. They don't mind dying for that situation. They call it jealousy. They call it rage. They call it anything other than get away from this person. Most people can't afford to get away because they're depending upon someone else. Be it if it's physically or mentally, you're dependent on them. And you don't want to get away. The number one thing is you're not admitting that you're in a problem situation. That's a problem when you don't admit that you know that you're in a problem situation, that this person is violent. And I do have to say person. It is not a male thing. It is not a female thing. It is a domestic violent thing. Some people were abused as children and they've used domestic violence. They've used their violence. They've used their hands because they saw it in their house or they were the person who was victim of that. And they remember that and they think that that's the way to solve a problem by slapping somebody in the mouth, knocking them down, hitting them with an object, running them over, shooting at them, stabbing them. These situations happen all too often. And it is the direct result of an argument or somebody's feelings or bad fit feelings about something. As I was a police officer, I have gone to many of these situations. And one of the worst situations that I saw, and I've seen a lot of them, but I'm not going to compare which one was the worst because there is no such thing. They're all bad. I had occasion when I was called to a house because there was a shooting at the house. I get to the house and I find this man who was shot in the scrotum. He was shot in the scrotum by his wife. We get him to the hospital just in time because he was losing blood. I had to interview this man while he was in the hospital just after his surgery. And I asked him what happened. The man tells me he goes into his house and he hears noises. He's not quite sure what these noises are, but he's listening to these noises. And as he approaches these noises, he observes his wife in bed with another man. He is shocked like the average person, but he's not understanding. So he and the other guy that was in the bed with his wife decided they needed to start arguing and start fighting. And they were fighting. The wife told her husband he needs to leave. When the husband refused to leave, the wife 
pulled a gun out of the drawer and purposely shot her husband in the scrotum, saying it didn't work anyway. Now, the husband is now in the hospital, and I'm still asking, sir, I need you to sign these papers so that I can go place your wife into custody. He refused. I said, sir, she shot you in the scrotum. He tells me she didn't mean it. She's sorry. Which means to me that he's heard this before. The incident has happened before. He didn't let the worst thing that could have happened to him on this particular day change his mind because he said he loved his wife. Now, I find out with further conversation that, yes, she has been battering him for over 10 years. But he was not the man to want to leave her because she's always saying that it was his fault that it happened. That was just one incident that I didn't understand. And it wasn't easy for me to hear. I had another occasion that I go to a call of domestic violence. Husband is whipping his wife with a bat. He is damaging her with a bat. She looks over at her and we got him. I am fighting with this man inside of the apartment to make sure that he stops hitting her with his bat. He takes this back and swings at her again and again, and I finally grab the bat away from him. My partner and I are attempting to take this man out. He is tossing me across couches. I'm flying back over to get in the scene because my partner couldn't handle him. I couldn't handle him by myself. The guy is six foot four. He is 275 pounds. 60% of it was muscle. And he was able to fling me like there was nothing because of his anger. I finally was able to get him into handcuffs. As we're getting him into these handcuffs and we're attempting to leave the house with him, he jumps on my partner's back. I'm sorry, his wife jumps on my partner's back and says, no, you can't take him. That's my baby. You get your hands off of him. She is fighting us after he has damaged her. She ended up having to go to the hospital with three broken ribs, believing that the domestic violence was okay, that it was, again, her fault. She should have had him dinner ready. And the man looks back and says, she knows I get home at a certain time. She has been in the house all day long. Why does she appear doing anything to my wife. This is not fair. They're fighting. She knows she should have had dinner ready when I got into the house. But most of all, she didn't want him to go to jail, even after he hospitalized her. It took her three more years before she was able to get away from him. Three years after that, she had that river of denial She swam through it for as long as she could. She almost died because of it because she had to have him locked up 15 more times before she decided that she needed to get away from him. And she went as far away from him as she could. But that was an important matter. That was a change of her life. 
I had another incident. And I'll stop with this one because I don't want to tell you all of them. I do have many of these other stories and they are just as important. But here's a situation where domestic violence got even worse. I told you on a podcast a couple days ago, there's a husband and wife that were sitting in the house. On this particular day, as they're sitting in the house, the wife is cooking dinner. She is making some pork chops with corn on the cob, mashed potatoes, um, I want to say greens. Matter of fact, I know it was greens and cornbread. She had made that dinner for her husband. Her husband stated that he wanted steak. He didn't want mashed potatoes. He wanted baked potato. He didn't want any vegetables because he doesn't like any vegetables. So he took his wife and he slapped her with a skillet. He then turned around and hit her in her back with a skillet. The wife cried. But she told him that she was going to make dinner. She went and made him a nice New York steak dinner with the baked potatoes. She made him two baked potatoes. He was sitting in, in his front room, sitting there undisturbed watching television. She put a table tray right in front of him as he was watching television. She went thin. And grabbed his dinner. She promptly put it on a plate. She served him his favorite beverage. He walked back, still verbally abusing her. She went outside to the garage. She cried for a moment. She came back into the house because she had picked up an axe. She took that axe while he was sitting there eating his steak with a half smile on his face. She chopped his legs. Not completely off, but she took that axe and she chopped his legs from the knee down. She made five chops to his legs. Then called an ambulance. He didn't survive. He died en route to the hospital because she stood up in a violent way to get away from the domestic violence. We don't want you to have to get to that point about domestic violence and the things that happen. These things happen. You need to seek someone that can help you. If you get court orders, orders of protection, when they say get out the way or you see this particular person coming or you don't see him coming, don't give half details to the police. Don't give half details to the court. Tell the correct story so that way the person can go to jail. If he gets away and he hides, you know who he goes with. You know the family that he hangs around. If you have to leave to do whatever is necessary for your safety and your children's safety or Who's ever safety that may be involved with you, you have to consider it and stop believing that just because you got a court order that it stops it. No, it doesn't. You have to continue the story. You have to have people looking for the person, have pictures, have know where the person goes, know who they hang out with. Write those things down. Let the investigators go and do the job that they're being paid for. 
Stop telling half-truths. Stop trying to make up for him or her. And ladies do just as bad. And I will tell you about that another time when I decide to talk about domestic violence because it is harmful. It is hurtful. I want you to take care of yourself the best way you can. But the most important way, report the crime. Don't stand by and believe it is going to get better. If it has happened once, the chances on it happening again is a lot higher. I'm not going to say it's just one time or two times. Yes, this can happen again and again and again. And the excuses won't be any different. They'll be the same excuses as you've heard in the past. They'll be the same reasons that you've always heard, but you're denying it. Stop believing that you can deny it. It doesn't matter whether it's happened today. It happened yesterday. It happened a year ago. Report the crime. Because you don't know to your level in which you might want to retaliate. We don't want you to get down to a point that you want to go and hurt someone. We don't want you to get down to a point just because of an accidental thing that you were trying to take care of yourself because you couldn't get away from the particular situation. Report your crime. If necessary, that you feel that you really have to leave, leave. But don't stay there just because you believe that the other person will not change or they will change. They're not going to change. It is very difficult for somebody to change who they are. As once told, when they show you who they are, believe them and you act appropriately. So I want you to stay safe. Stay in control of your life. Believe domestic violence happens. And it does happen every three to four seconds. Every day. Everywhere. I have had relatives who were involved in domestic violence. It's just not you. It's a whole lot of people out here. So on behalf of Unlimited Boundaries, Officer B, your host Lester Bailey, please leave me your comments. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know your experiences with domestic violence. Don't hide behind, I was the only one. You are never the only person. If you go down the block and where you live, you can go no further than two, three apartments away from you, two, three houses away from you. Someone else is experiencing the same type of violence that you have. So leave me a comment and I'll talk with you soon. Until the next time, thank you for coming to Unlimited Boundaries, Officer B. I again am your host, Lester Bailey. And until the next time, you take care. Stay safe. Remain brilliant. Bye-bye for now.